and welcome to another episode of Soul Talk Radio. Today, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I wanted to ask the question, is luck real? And before we begin, I'd like for you to cast your vote. Do you think that luck is real? Yes or no? And I'd like to see if that vote is the same after we end this episode. So for some of you, I was reading online, I was kind of asking that question online, do people think that luck is real? And most people's answer was no. Um, however, some people said that they do believe that it's real, but in the context of what's called the law of attraction, right? And I absolutely believe in the law of attraction that what we believe we bring into existence. And when we visualize the things that we want, we're helping to bring those things into our reality, into our existence, that sort of thing. And I found a really compelling article by a man named Richard Wiseman. He's a professor at the University of Hertfordshire in the United Kingdom, and I wanted to read you some of his points. So he does believe in luck, but what he says is, here's a quote from him, it says, Lucky people act on the opportunities they find in their life. They try, they begin an endless number of projects, and they base their learning on interactions. This is contrary to unlucky people who suffer from paralysis from analysis. So simply based on his quote, I think that he also believes in luck in the, concept, in the context of the law of attraction. So he believes that people are lucky because they're taking action, right? And they're bringing about their own luck in that way. And that people that are quote unquote unlucky are people who are suffering from analysis, excuse me, what he's calling paralysis from analysis, which hello, I have also suffered from, where you're so caught up in your own mind and the analysis of what ha could happen or possibly even anxiety about what could possibly happen and you take no action at all. So another one of his points is, that people who have good luck often listen to their gut. So they listen to their intuition. And I would agree 1000%. He says, lucky people act on their intuition in many areas of their life. Almost 90% of lucky people say that they trust their intuition when it comes to personal relationships. And almost 80% assured that it played a vital role in career and their financial decisions as well. And I would 1000% agree. I always try and listen to my intuition. That girl is never wrong. <laughs> my intuition is never wrong and yours isn't either. If something is telling you that you should pursue it, something inside of you is telling that you should pursue something, pursue it. If something inside of you is telling you not to pursue something, that maybe it's dangerous or not the right choice for you, listen to that. And I'm constantly listening to the, you know, the subtleties of my intuition all the time. It could be as simple as, I mean, I get hits of intuition all the time. For example, if somebody like befriends me on Instagram and I don't initially know them, I kind of like ask my intuition in that moment, like, what do we think here? And if I get a bad feeling about them, I won't accept the friendship. It's as, it's, it's as simple as that. Like if my intuition tells me something is off about that, I don't pursue it. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So another thing that he goes into is he says, Oh, actually, he was going into more detail about intuition. He says, research has demonstrated various occasions in which it was perfectly valid, our intuition. In fact, practicing meditation and when relaxed, repeating a word or phrase in order to clear your mind stimulates your intuition. I would absolutely agree with that. Then he says, people who are inherently lucky expect 
good luck. Again, this is why I believe that this ties into the law of attraction. When you expect good things to happen to you, good things will begin to flow to you. Also, when you're sitting in gratitude, those feelings of gratitude are going to bring more things into your life for you to be grateful for. And he says, people who expect good luck, simply put, you need to be optimistic. You're more likely to try new things, take advantage of opportunities, and find success if you believe that everything will turn out all right. Um, there's magic in that. And when you believe that things will go well, you will persevere. So his next point goes into, he says, be a dreamer, which again ties into the expecting good luck, right? And it also ties into the law of attraction where you're visualizing the best possible scenario. So be a dreamer, be a daydreamer. Um, he says, so being a dreamer can help you because uh, of excess confidence. It boosts productivity and it almost distorts your perspective, but in a positive way. It reduces stress and it increases your tolerance to pain. This has also been proven. So I agree with that. And I wanted to share with you guys, I found this really amazing article that talked about all of the symbols of good luck that people throughout the world, throughout different cultures, consider to be good luck. And I found it so cool and interesting. So I wanted to share a bunch of those with you. So let me pull up that article now. Give me just a moment. Okay, so the first one is uh, acorns. Apparently in Norse folk folklore, um, oak trees are known to bring good luck. The Vikings believed that the god of thunder and lightning, Thor, thought of an oak tree as sacred since trees attract lightning to strike. Also eggs. It says in many folk traditions, eggs represent fertility and rebirth, new life and potential. It also says that possibly egg-shaped objects such as crystals could be used as good luck, particularly to clean the body and or in rituals to enhance fertility. Interesting. Of course, it lists the four-leaf clover. The four-leaf clover, also known as a shamrock, is associated with St. Patrick's Day in Irish tradition. In nature, the four-leaf clover is uncommon compared to the three-leaf variety. So finding a four-leaf clover is considered extremely rare and lucky. To stop there for a second, I want to tell you a story. Um, it's so... So, so I, I know I've told you guys a bunch of times that I'm part of a um, club called Toastmasters. It's an international speaking uh, club. Anybody can join and it just helps to enhance your public speaking skills. And this week, the topic was all about St. Patrick's Day. And I ended up doing a table topics where you have to like go up there and answer a random question um, off the top of your head. And my question was, what would you do if you found a four leaf clover in your shoe? <laughs> Which was so random, but a cool question. And I ended up sharing a story with them from my childhood, which I want to share with you guys. I remember being, I was probably like 10, nine or 10. And I was playing around with my friends. Uh, we lived in this apartment complex and there was a field, there was this um, lake and around the lake was this field of clovers and I remember we were just laughing and being kids and kind of like rolling around in the grass and we stopped at one point because we noticed all of these clovers and then there's like four of us like digging through all of these clovers trying to find a four-leaf clover and it's very true most of them are of the three-leaf variety and I remember finding a four-leaf clover and I was so excited and I immediately plucked it like any child would do instead of leaving it there to observe it and, um, I, you know, I'm showing all my friends, look what I found, look what I found. And like two hours later, the freaking clover was like dead and brown because of all the kids that were touching it. And obviously it had been plucked and it died. But I just, I was so excited and I felt so, you know, lucky to have found that. And I remember that to this day. 
And then it reminded me of a story that I just saw online that somebody had posted in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, maybe you guys can look it up, but it talked about this woman whose grandfather had recently passed and they were cleaning out his house and his wallet and they found a laminated four-leaf clover in his wallet and she said that she had given it to him as a child and said grandpa carry this for good luck and she never knew that he went and laminated it and put it in his wallet and had it for years and it makes me want to cry such a sweet story but i wish as a child when i had found that four-leaf clover and i realized you know i wish back then i had realized truly how valuable it was and i had done something to preserve it but you know again you're children and you don't think of that sort of stuff but it still was a really lovely cool moment to have found that so back to the list of <clears throat> other things and symbols that other cultures consider to be lucky so another one is Lucky Bamboo. I've definitely heard this. Um, I know I've gone to like plant shows and they'll have those little, you know, bamboos and they'll say Lucky Bamboo on it. It says, oh, one of these words I'm not going to pronounce right. It says Lucky Bamboo is a member of the Dracana, let's hope that's correct, family, and is not actually bamboo. It's a common gift that is representative of good fortune and is fairly easy to grow. The stalks are said to bring good luck in forms of happiness, long life, and wealth. Very cool. Another one is rainbows. I've heard this as well throughout my life that rainbows are absolutely stunning and a double rainbow is especially lucky. Rainbows have been mentioned in many ancient cultures and appear in religious texts such as the Old Testament. Interesting. Rainbows often symbolize a spiritual awakening, knowledge, and truth. Very cool. Another one is some of these are so surprising, like I've never heard of some of these things, but it's just so interesting. So alligators, especially I currently live in Florida and I've, I mean, I've lived in Florida most of my life. So I thought that's so weird that alligators are considered lucky. It says alligators represent conservation of life and wellness of the body. Alligators are thought to bring good luck to gamblers. How random, which is why some cultures the teeth and feet are considered especially lucky. Well, I wouldn't want to collect their teeth and feet, but the next one is bats. I've always loved bats, and I know we've done an episode of on synchronicity. I actually went through a box of my old child's toys last night. It was a box of Beanie Babies that have literally been steal, uh, sealed in a box for 20 years, and I went through it last night, and I found a bat beanie baby that I had collected and I it just such a cutie pie and I remember loving it even back then um, bats are natural pollinators and keep insects insect populations down yeah very much so the old house that I used to live in um, we had bats around that house and the mosquitoes were so minimal because of the bats very cool it says in Chinese culture the bat represents happiness and joy it also says five bats together are considered a representative of five blessings, long life, wealth, health, love and virtue, and a peaceful death. Beautiful. Birds. Many bird species are considered lucky. The raven, for instance, was respected by sailors, especially the Vikings, as this bird indicated that land was near. Of course, because if you see a bird, obviously land would be near. And another thing that I've heard about birds, and it doesn't list it here, and I'm not sure if it's necessarily luck, or, it, but I've heard a red cardinal represents um, that a family member is near or that you're being protected. So I don't know if that necessarily 
qualifies in the category of luck, but I have heard that about red cardinals. So dolphins. It says that dolphins are particularly lucky across many cultures. Ancient sailors at sea believe that dolphins swimming near their ship indicated that land was near. It says, similarly, watermen and women see them as a sign of good luck as they are known to chase sharks away and may help drowning victims. Elephants. I love elephants. They're one of my favorite animals for many, many reasons. Um, but it says, elephants are good luck. Elephants are the largest land animal and carry with them deep knowledge, sensitivity, and um, majesty. In feng shui, elephants are representative of good luck, wisdom, protection, and fertility, depending on the positioning and representation trying to see if it listed it here. Okay, so one thing I've heard about elephants, I have a ton of like different elephant uh, statues in my house, like little, you know, figurines, like some made out of wood, some made out of plaster or whatever. And I've heard that if you have elephant statues to make sure that they're, um, almost their nose, what would it be called? Their trunk, I apologize. <laughs> their trunk is pointed up. Apparently that's the most lucky um, statue of them. And if they're near your front door to make sure that you point their trunks near the door. Um, when I was reading about it, it almost said because it's like welcoming to new um, people in your house, that sort of thing, and that it brings good luck to your home. So the two statues that are in my front room near my door, both elephant trunks are pointed near the door. It says frogs. Frogs are symbolic of abundance, wealth, friendship, and fertility. The Romans used frogs as a mascot to bring luck into their home. Very cool. Pigs. Again, some of these are so random, like I've never heard of them, but it's so interesting. Pigs. Ancient Celtics believed that pigs represented abundance and they were associated with, ooh, some of these names are hard, Philia and Cardwin, hopefully. Um, if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. In the Chinese zodiac, the pig represents honesty, determination, and children born under the zodiac are considered fortunate. Also tortoises. Tortoises are terrestrial uh, reptiles and are also symbolic in many cultures. They represent creation, steadfast, earth, immortality, and wisdom. Uh, tortoises are common in the art of ancient Egypt and the Nile turtle was incorporated into pre-dynasty times in an amulet to represent health and prosperity. Cool. That's pretty cool. Tigers. A tiger is considered one of the four celestial an animals in Chinese philosophy. Tigers are also known for their ability to protect, lead, and are strong animals with great courage. Turtles. I feel like it's the same thing as a tortoise, but maybe a little bit different. Turtles. Turtles are aquatic reptiles and are seen as lucky throughout many regions and cultures. In Hawaiian mythology, green turtles, known as Hanu, are considered... Am... Am... Amunkan? Uh, I cannot pronounce that. A-U-M-A-K-U-A. -A -A. Can't pronounce it. The personal family god or an ancestor that appears to protect the family. Very cool. Crickets. I have heard this. For thousands of years, crickets have been a sign of good luck in the household. Hearing one in your home is a good omen. It's so funny. When I first moved into this house um, that I'm currently living in, I started hearing a cricket in my closet. And I was like looking around the closet trying to find this freaking cricket because I didn't want it to pass away in my home. You know, like how did it get in here? I never ended up finding it, but I heard that cricket for like two weeks. And it was always right before I would go to bed, I would hear it. Um, and it made me happy. I, I wish that I would have found it, but it did make me very happy. And I thought it was very cool. And I did know that it was a, a form of good luck in certain cultures.
It also says um, in many cultures, crickets are um, highly regarded because of their ability to alert people to danger uh, and impending rain. Dragonflies. Dragonflies represent change as they take to the wind. They are also hover over the water and are thought to connect with the waking world and the dream world. If you see a dragonfly in your dream, it is symbolic of renewal, self-realization, change, and transformation. Ladybugs. We've all heard this one. What does it mean when you see a ladybug? Many believe a ladybug, sometimes referred to as a ladybird, I've never heard that, but that's interesting, embodies lady luck or good fortune and prosperity. If you see one in your house, it's a good omen, and they are believed to help farmers in the Middle Ages since they feed on pests like amphids that destroy crops. I have heard that. Rabbits. Ancient Ancient Celtics believe that rabbits communicated with the gods since they spent much of their time dwelling underground. This is how rabbit foot charms became a symbol of good luck and good health. Coins. We've all heard this one, including pennies, right? See a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. And many of us have heard of the lucky penny. Some of us, too, have tossed a coin into fountains to grant a wish. I mean, all of us have done that. But it says that some believe that finding a penny on the ground that is face up is good luck. And if it's face down, you should leave it on the ground. It says that a dream catcher, dream catchers are made of a wooden hoop and natural fibers, often beads, feathers, and earth elements. It is thought that dream catchers originated from um, Ajibua Chippewa tribe, and they passed down through marriage and trade. The word dreamcatcher means spider, a symbol of protection and comfort. I apologize if I can't pronounce some of these things. Horseshoes. We've all heard that one, horseshoes. That horseshoes are lucky. Blacksmiths were considered lucky because they worked with fire and iron. Iron was considered a magical element because it could withstand the heat of fire. Horseshoes also require seven nails, which further resonates the lucky number seven. We've all heard that, the lucky number seven. Red lanterns. Red lanterns have been used in Chinese culture for thousands of years. They represent good luck. Red is the most common color of lanterns as red indicates joy, fortune, and energy. Very cool. An axe. An axe represents creation and destruction, thunder, rain, and life. In Hinduism, a twin-bladed axe twin-bladed axe, interesting, represents the thunderbolt. Many archaeologists have uncovered these twin-bladed axes, and some of them were likely worn around the neck. Interesting. Circles. Circles are symbolic of good fortune. They represent completeness, wholeness, and union. A circle appears in rings as jewelry or in wreaths on the door. Oh, how cool. I never would have thought of that. In Chinese culture, the circle represents unity. Very cool. The hand. The symbolic meaning of the hand is an expression or blessing. Some cultures believe that the hand was a tool offering strength and protection. It can also be representative of good hospitality. The Hamza hand. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's like, um, you'll see it a lot on like uh, spiritual people. They'll, they'll wear the shirt of a Hamza. And it says the hand, the Hemsa hand is one of the most popular signs of good luck in the world. It's thought to protect the user from negative energy and jealousy. It is a palm shaped amulet found in the Middle East and North America, North Africa, excuse me, on jewelry and designs. 
a heart. In many cultures, a heart represents love. Greeks believed that the heart was the was the center for reason, thought, and emotion. The Romans believed that the sacred heart represented God's love. Very cool. Horns. A horned necklace is considered a symbol of good luck. In Italian culture, horns make a lucky charm. Very cool. That they wear around their neck. Keys. Keys have been considered a good luck charm for centuries and are symbolic of unlocking the heart. Three keys symbolize wealth, health, and love. Dreams of keys may indicate being open to new opportunities and ideas. Ladders. This one's interesting because I've always heard like not to walk underneath a ladder because that's bad luck. So this is interesting. So the Egyptians believed that ladders were good luck. They placed ladders in the tombs to help the souls of the dead ascend to the heavens. Aw. The ladders were worn were also worn as a protective talent. The ladders were was worn as a protective talisman by the living and the dead. Very cool. Triangles. Triangles have also have also held um, mystical significance as they have been used in charms and ambulance. They represent the cycle of life, birth, maturity, and death to help form a connection between humans and gods. The wheel. The wheel is especially symbolic of cyclical existence it also symbolizes perfection in buddha's teaching that makes sense because um it said the circle earlier was also considered lucky the laughing buddha the laughing buddha is considered lucky um, a chinese monk was also embraced in the japanese culture and known for a jolly nature and good personality which is why he depicted which is why he was depicted as always laughing the laughing buddha brings wealth happiness abundance and contentment very cool the North Star. I have heard this one. The North Star is also known as the nautical star. It offers guidance to sailors and at sea and travelers. Very cool. The evil eye. The evil eye is famous in many cultures. It wards off evil and is popular and is popularly worn as an amulet in jewelry and placed as tokens around the house. Carrying an evil eye or wearing it actually protects the the wearer itself. Interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen that. The evil eye is like blue and then I think it has like a little white in the middle and it might have some teal on it if I'm, if I'm picturing it correctly. It goes in, oh, the lucky number seven. We talked about that. Seven is considered a lucky number in many cultures and religions. In Christianity, seven represents self-sacrifice and virtue and is also referred to in scripture. Cool. Wishing wells, we knew that. Wishing wells encouraging encourages the common tradition of tossing a, to a coin or a token uh, for good luck into the fountain to make a wish. And many civilizations offering gifts to a well to a well meant that you would never run dry. Um, this is also true of an ocean or any body of water. Very cool. A wishbone, we've all heard that. A wishbone, often from a turkey, is often a token for making a wish. This rule goes if the rule goes that if two people tug on the ends of a wishbone, whoever ends up with the larger piece will have, will get to make a wish that will come true. A stray eyelash. We've heard that. The stray eyelash serves a similar purpose to the wishbone, collecting the stray eyelash from your own face, um, blowing on it in the wind to make a wish. A shooting star. Uh, starlight, star bright. First star I see tonight. I wish I may. I wish I might make the wish I wish tonight. Interesting. Apparently you're 
there's a little quote that was connected to that stars are for making wishes if you see a star falling from the sky it is a magnificent event and the the person who witnesses the star can make a wish we're down to the last few cat eye cat eyes are lucky stones interesting my grandma had a cat eye ring interesting i wonder if that's why she had it um, it's thought to remove all obstacles and pave the path towards a smooth life. It protects the user from spirits, negative influences, and the evil eye. Oh, it says when it comes to gambling, it protects the user from losing one's fortune. Interesting. And lastly, we have a sapphire. It says sapphires have been seen as luck in many ancient times. The Greeks believed that wearing sapphires honored the gods. In many cultures and in ancient Egypt, a sapphire was thought to possess supernatural powers very cool sapphires are the birthstone of the month september so i thought that, that list was very cool very informing i didn't know a lot of those a lot of those i had heard of but i, I just kind of forgot about them over the years but what do you think do you think that luck is real do you think that luck exists i do believe that there is such thing as luck but again i think it kind of is the same thing as the law of attraction which i absolutely believe in so we've come to the end of today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I really enjoyed researching today's episode. I really love learning about all of this stuff. And if you didn't already know, I am a mindfulness and anxiety coach. If you're interested in a session with me, you can visit my website for more information to book a free discovery call. It's meganshiree.com. If you like these episodes, please like, share, and subscribe. We record these episodes every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. and they are posted on Edger every major podcasting platform on Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Please leave a comment or a question and also please leave us a review and please let me know what you thought about this episode and if you now believe that luck is real. And may you be happy, may you be well, may you be joyous and at ease sending you infinite love and I hope you have a beautiful week and until next time.